Ballet Street. Oh, you can't make me choose. I go by Toyota. Sponsors T4. Fuck me, Lee Ryan's 13. I remember we couldn't remember the word for table. This is Your Welcome America, the podcast that explains what the bloody hell Brits are banging on about. In every episode, we translate British pop culture for America. And American pop culture for Britain. You're welcome. welcome. I'm Ben. I'm Fraser. Fraser Light Razor. Hi, babes. Hi, babes. Well, <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing. Not much is going on in our home country of the United Kingdom. Well, no news to update. Well, so, you know, I'm it, just going to talk about what I did this week. Oh, hang on. Uh, wait a minute. <laughs> I think a certain, out of nowhere, 96-year-old person may have died. Yep. That is, that is right. It's the Queen. The Queen. Now, we're here to talk about the big, the big news that goes with the Queen's death, which is... The queue. Well, I mean, have you been on the live feed yes, of, of the Queen's corpse laying in waiting? <laughs> no, I, I have watch. I've, I've been on the, I think it's a YouTube page which tracks the queue. I'm, oh, cool. I'm obsessed with the queue. Now, can you in advance, like, get a place in the queue? Or can you get, like, a queue jumper? Like, you're at uh, well, Universal Studios. Well, not officially. But it turns out, if you're a certain morning TV hosting duo called Phil and Holly, you can get a queue jump. So what did they do? They they jumped the, the queue to see the Queen's body, and people are in uproar. Uh-oh. It's really quite funny. It's just so, so dark and so weird, and what a strange time. I was literally texting my friend, who my friend Lydia, who listens to the podcast, and she was like, the Queen's dead, winter's coming, people can't afford their electricity. She was just like, darkness is on the horizon. Yep. And we were like, anyway, Phil and Holly jumped the queue. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you who didn't jump the queue. David S- Beckham. Sir David Beckham. Soon to be Sir David I Beckham. I mean, David Beckham's got to be a sir. I, I mean, mean, he's got to be. And you know my reason, my reasoning for it yeah. is Victoria. Yeah. <laughs> Lady Beckham. Lady Beckham. It's what, it's what. Like Beckingham Palace, like it was what this has all been heading towards. The thrones at the <laughs> at the wedding and the throne that she sat on in the video and the live performances of "Let Your Head Let Your Head Go." Yeah, just the double A side with uh, this groove. <laughs> so yeah, so David Beckham. You, <laughs> how many how many hours? Four, twelve hours, fourteen I think it's hours, ten hours, ten hours. The queue for. So thinking about it, that's five and a half hours more than I waited for my first monkeypox shot. Because I was four and a half hours. Yeah, I was going to say, have you ever waited in, in a queue for 10 hours for something? No. I don't think I ever have. Have you ever waited in a, a queue for 10 hours for a dead body? Absolutely not. No. Okay. <laughs> so I mean, maybe strange. maybe one day. What a strange, what a strange time. We've also had some other, some other, I was going to say some other fun going on with it. Um, <laughs> some other I, business. I don't know if you saw, well, I think I played it to you um, on Twitter heard of that i'm aware yeah someone uploaded uh the bbc's official kind of statement video statement of them when the queen died them throwing to like a a beautifully edited package which was probably made 17 years ago operation london bridge <laughs> Furky. Furky. do you think fergie is like do you think she's How the one? <laughs> she's the one when it like happens. Like yeah. call, better call Fergie. Yeah. My London, London, London. <laughs> and she's just wearing like a hat and she's just blowing a whistle. Okay, great. Um, so I saw on Twitter someone had edited it together that when BBC threw to the the the, the package of the Queen's highlights it had DJ Sammy's Heaven playing. <laughs> regular they, version or candlelight remix? It was the regular version. <laughs> yeah, because we were, we were doing an upbeat look at her life, not the candlelight oh, remix. Oh, thinking about our younger years. God, DJ Sammy Heaven. What a what a song that has really not stood the test of time, but yet still is around as a reference point. Isn't Perfect. that crazy? <laughs> what else has been going on with it? <laughs> I also know that the... Um, the Gay Sauna Pleasure Dome in <laughs> London released uh, a little statement. I think I've got it here. Yeah. Um, so, because just to confirm, we're, we're recording this on Saturday. Yes. And on Monday, it's a BH weekend. It is. It's now heading into a BH weekend with the Queen's funeral on Monday, right? On Monday, yeah. yeah. Pleasure Dome UK, Gay Sauna in London. Staff and management of Pleasure Dome Spa 
join together in expressing their sense of deep sadness and loss at the passing, blah, 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 blah. In accordance with government guidance and advice, Pleasure Dome Spa will remain open on Monday, September 19th, BH Weekend. They could probably charge more because the BH Weekend. Yeah. As a mark of respect to her late majesty, Queen Elizabeth II, no music will be played within the spa and no films will be shown. Uh-oh. Ooh, I'm a bit worried about the no music element. <laughs> the cinema and the main screen will show live events around Her Late Majesty's funeral throughout the day at 12 noon and again at 6 p.m. Guests at the venue are invited to join us in a toast to His Majesty King Charles III. Oh. Drinks, both alcoholic and non-alcoholic, including champagne, will be provided at the cost of the management of Pleasure Dome Spa for the loyal toast. They should have said royal but the loyal royal toast. <laughs> so that's going on. Fair enough. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm just, the one thing I'm worried about is just turning the music off. It's like, that's really part of the atmosphere of a, of a sauna, right? Is you need some kind of background music. Couldn't yeah. they just have played some more patriotic songs maybe? Well, like a panpipe version of Candle in the Wind. Yeah, exactly. There's lots of royal songs or just music by Queen, I guess. Mm-hmm. London Bridge by Fergie. London Bridge Once by Fergie. Again. Exactly. <laughs> She must be raking it in right now, you know? Just all those royalties, pun intended. <laughs> that song is so strange, isn't it? <laughs> it? It's one of those, you know how I have that thing where I, I like songs that sound like people falling down the stairs? I feel like Fergie London Bridge has that real sound of like a whole a whole band falling down the stairs at the same time. It's very like... <laughs> I have my pots and pans songs and my falling down the stairs songs. <laughs> so that's it. So... <laughs> Love to the UK. Hope yeah. you're all well. Hope you're having. Hope you're enjoying that extra day off. Yeah. Maybe you're going to Pleasure Dome. That's our incredibly disrespectful reaction to what's going on in the UK. Shall we do some feedback? Let's do it. This week's feedback. Someone very close to our heart is having their birthday today. Mm-hmm. And we're going to call them up uh, live on air and get some feedback on the last episode and wish them a happy birthday. Yeah. Don't, if you, don't even notice the, the real, real cloud covering going on today in the sky. Did you notice yeah, that? it's across the whole planet. Oh, this is it. On this date. Earlier at my, my gym class, they were like, is that rain? And that's because, well, certain someone's B-Day. Hey. Happy birthday to you. Right, that's all you're getting. <laughs> Hi, podcast nemesis, Michael. Hey, guys. What are you doing? We're just recording the podcast. We're actually doing some live <laughs> feedback with you right now in, it, on, in honor of your birthday. Oh, that's nice. I, I'm at a valet, though. A valet for where? At a restaurant. Which restaurant? Um, Alta Adams. What's the UK equivalent? Maybe, maybe we're in um, Homerton. 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 Oh, okay. okay. That's uh, nice. We just wanted to see, you know, obviously because you do listen to every episode and you did heavily imply that you uh, listened and didn't enjoy it last time I saw you. So I just wanted to get some of your feedback from it from our last episode. Edinburgh Fringe and, uh, and Labor Day. What, what were your thoughts? I mean, I thought it was highly researched as always. Wow. It's clear that you, you both have a great understanding of the culture of this nation. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I can't t- to come at us during the weekend where the Queen is gonna have her, you know, her funeral. I think that's really disrespectful to both us and the UK. Yeah. Hello? Apologies. Long live the king. <laughs> oh, long live the king. Wow, okay. Alright. Let's let's stop torturing him. Michael, we love you and happy birthday and we'll see you later. Love you. Love you, bye. Well, there we go. <laughs> there we go. I think there might be something unethical about calling people and recording them without their permission, but okay. We told them quite near the top. <laughs> okay, now normally in the podcast we do a UK topic and a US topic, but today, do you know what it is? It's the start of spooky season. <gasps> oh, sorry. <sighs> Gave myself a fright. <laughs> we are doing a very special episode where we have Molly the Medium mm. and we're going to interview her. We're going to do some mini readings. We're yep. going to ask her some pop culture questions and we're just going to have some fun because do you know what? With everything that's going on in the UK and with inflation and everything, we just need some fun. You know? <laughs> You're not wrong. So please enjoy and welcome to the show in our next segment. It is Molly the Medium. <laughs> Thank you. 
And we are back. We are welcoming to the You're Welcome America studio, Molly the Medium. Hello. Hi. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. So we need to say how I first, first encountered Molly. It was originally over Instagram when she would do Instagram lives and you could Venmo, I don't know, five bucks, ask a question. I got intrigued. <laughs> now... It may come as no surprise to listeners. I'm very much a believer. You know, I'm I'm into all of this. So I then got a one-on-one reading with Molly about six weeks ago, I would say. I mean, what is time? Flat circle. Exactly. Um, <laughs> and it was over Zoom and it was very positive. Now, in that reading, Molly said to me, she brought up the Diane Lane classic movie, Under the Tuscan Sun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a great reference. It's a great reference. I mean, first of all... Full marks for that kind of reference. Yeah. And we actually need to rewatch that movie because there is a scene where a washing machine gets hit by lightning and it's it's just perfect. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So anyway, Molly brought that up and uh, said work was coming my way and things were going to happen that week, she said. Um, and later that week, my friends who've moved to Italy, I haven't spoken to for a number of years, got in touch and wanted me to collaborate on their project, which is buying a villa in Tuscany and renovating it. They're buying it. They're renovating it. They want to start a YouTube channel where they basically film it all. And they wanted me to consult on that and do some work on it. You're a real Diane Lane. I am. <laughs> you know or me. are you the Sandra O? Oh. Yeah. Oh, no, wait a minute. Can I be that that very elaborate lady? You know, the one who's just like, I don't you know, she just kind of comes in and out and who knows where she's, she's a real citizen of the world. Yes, a thousand percent. Yes. yes. <laughs> she just comes in wearing a scarf and like a, an espresso and is like, darling. So he's oh. got like the really red lip, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Great. Citizen of the world. What a ghastly term. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> So anyway, <laughs> citizen of the world over here, um, that's how I first encountered Molly the Medium. And we have her here now because, you know, I just, Fraser, actually, you tell us, how yeah. do you feel about world of mediums, yep. this, everything? And when you say it, I want you to look Molly straight in the eye and tell her. I absolutely will. How and I've heard it all, so you're not going to very offend me. confrontational. No, <laughs> I, am, I describe myself as a res- respectful skeptic yep. because I am not a huge believer in it, but I also respect other people liking it and being into it. And I'm not 100% close-minded on it, but I, uh, yeah, respectfully skeptical is how I would describe it. I had a very overactive imagination as a child, so at any time it got anything to do with ghosts and the, the the other side, I was too scared to think about it, so I just closed that right off. Yep. <laughs> do, you, do you encounter that quite a lot with people? All the time. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I well, I I totally honor skepticism. I think there's a difference between skepticism and cynicism, mm-hmm. and oh, he's no, he's both, hundred <laughs> percent okay. both. Yeah. All right, <laughs> my duality. <laughs> no, I totally honor skepticism because it's a weird thing, you know. I think the way I grew up Catholic, you know, so I grew up thinking that this was absolutely not real. This right. was bullshit. This was stuff that was in charm to Harry Potter and nowhere else. So. I also grew up skeptical. I never in a million years thought I would get into this. And I think that the way that the world portrays psychic stuff and medium stuff mm. is through a Hollywood lens and it's not rooted in reality. And right. so a lot of the like witches that we see on TV are not accurate representations of, to me, what spirituality is in real life. Well, that was actually one of my questions. What is What do you think is the most wildestly off portrayal of kind of mediumship psychic gosh i mean off the top of my head they they all have every story that i've seen with psychic stuff in it has some things right and some things wrong right. i think the biggest mis- misconception is like the harry potter of it all you know <laughs> like well he, jk rowling oh my God, i mean don't get started don't even start it on her <laughs> 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 but like growing up, like I loved Harry Potter. I loved Charmed. Yeah. I grew up on Charmed. That was I love that Charmed. was that was my first introduction to anything magical. Yeah. And so when I got into this, like I thought I was gonna be like you know inheriting a spell book and <laughs> t- you know flicking my wrist and shit would happen. <laughs> and that's what I think people miss. And of course Hollywood, you know, it's boring unless you have the magical CGI of it all. Yeah. But to me. 
my work is very rooted in like quantum physics. You know, my main belief is everything is energy. Mm -hmm. And so whether we realize it or not, even the things that we can't see with our physical eyes, the air that separates us is particles of energy. Your body is made of the same particles of energy that this table is made up of. I know this table is made out of, um, I don't know, MDF. (laughs) It's a real defies. It defies particle physics. It really does. After 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 the world ends, this is still going to be lasting for thousands of years. But wait, to go back one step, how yeah. do you, what, what would you describe yourself as? What are you? Um, I, I, I call myself Molly the Medium just because of the alliteration. My yeah. mentor gave me that name. <laughs> oh, she's, I mean, she's been she's in smart. LA. Yeah. She's smart. That's, good you know, that's a brand. You know, <laughs> it's a brand. And yes, I'm a medium. You know, mediumship is just talking to dead people, which is something that I do. But I think more importantly, I'm intuitive. And really, to me, I think intuition is is something that all living beings are born with like mm-hmm. we all have gut feelings you know you can walk into a room and and get a feel of whether the person you're talking to is in a shit mood or a good mood mm-hmm. that's the same thing as what i do it's just i've learned how to focus it a little bit more what was the first moment where you had a real pang of massive intuition or just a moment where mm-hmm. it really hit you for the first time holy moly well i was not expecting any of this to hit me. Mm -hmm. I was like a very mentally unhealthy teenager. And now I understand that I was picking up on stuff that didn't belong to me. I think a lot of people do. Yeah, we can get into that. But I was suicidal, self-harming, hardcore depression, hardcore anxiety from like 12 to 21. And when I was barely 21, I started seeing a therapist and like three months into talk therapy, this woman was like, I gotta tell you something. And I was like, what is she about to tell me right now? <laughs> and she was like, I'm a medium and I think you're a medium. And I think that's why you're having such bad mental health issues as you are feeling Whoa. shit that is not yours. Whoa. And so that was my first introduction. Before she said those words to me, I didn't think any of this was real. I was a Catholic choir director at the time. Oh. So I didn't think any of this was real. Like Sister Act. Like Sister Act. Straight up like Sister Act. I was Whoopi Goldberg. Yes. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. And That's crazy. Um, yeah, so I went home that day, like completely having my world shaken, and I did not know what she was talking about. And then within the next couple months, there are a couple specifics that just mm-hmm. hit me. You know, the the first thing that I did was I read somewhere that that asked. If you have spirit guides, ask them to send you a symbol so so you can start communicating with them. So I did that. And that was, I guess, the first sign that I got. I was, what, what were you asking for? What was the symbol? So they say that you're supposed to ask something that, and I tell this to clients all the time, go do this. People listening, go do this. It's a lot of fun. Pick something that you can't, you're not going to see every, every day. Right. So at the time I was living in Connecticut and it was January. So it was very wintry. So I'm not going to ask for a snowman because I'm going to see that a lot. Right. I asked for a purple flower because I knew that that wasn't something that I was going to see every day in the winter Connecticut, but I knew it wasn't impossible and gave it a couple days. And actually that week I was supposed to have a therapy session and we, um, there was a snowstorm. So we ended up doing like a FaceTime session and I was talking to my therapist and I had been asking for this purple flower and I'm sitting at my desk and I look down and I look at a post-it that I got from an appointment that I made the day before. And as I'm talking to her, I realize there's a purple flower on this post-it. Mm-hmm. And then I look next to me and there was an armor next to me and I had just bought a dress for like a wedding or something. And it was hanging on the armor and I look next to me and it didn't even, didn't even occur to me that that dress was like covered in purple flowers. Oh. And so I had that experience with her. I got goosebumps, which is always my sign for, you know, something's, you know, something's going on when you get goosebumps. And then from there, it just kind of moved. So I started asking my, my spirit guides more questions and anything I asked them to send me, they'd give it. And we just, it just kind of interesting from there. I, I don't want to like bring in religion, but like in religion, it's like you cannot, you should not test God and right. you should not. Don't be asking for those kinds yeah. of things. Yeah. Well, I kind think of like that's the opposite. a very man-made way yeah. to control you. Fucking yeah. men. Because t- I don't know. <laughs> we could get into We're not going to get into the <laughs> Oh, gross. We could get into religion and that's a whole other story, <laughs> but I do, I do Jesus think... was not what they wrote about in the Bible. Jesus was doing the shit that I was yeah. doing, you know? <laughs> he also wasn't white. Anyway. No. <laughs> of course he wasn't. No. Do you know what though? I do think, I think that's super fascinating the way you described, even the, how you 
described at the beginning there, because even though I say I'm skeptical, the one thing I do believe in is being able to pick up on like intuition and being able to pick up on how people are feeling. I think some people are way more attuned to it and some people just don't, are just not feeling it. Mm -hmm. So I've always, I've always believed that part of like mediums and psychic and that stuff is being really intuitive anyway. So I think that's super fascinating. That really. Yeah. I think it's like playing an instrument, you know, (laughs) like anyone to me, anyone can do intuition. Anyone Mm. can play an instrument if you want. It's just a matter of the want and the will, you know, and some people are born without will and some people aren't, but I don't think there's a human on this planet that doesn't have intuition, that doesn't have a gut. Wait, Fraser though, you must have had, you must have moments or have had moments where I don't know, you're thinking intensely about someone and they text you at that exact moment. Yeah. Like you've had those moments, right? Yeah, definitely. Or just the intuition in general. Yes. And I, I don't, I don't, I'm not so cynical that I'm like, that I'm like, oh, that's just, the, you know, that's just the way life works. It doesn't mean anything. doesn't mean anything. It's the same with, oh, this is this is quite heavy, but it's the same with like religion. I've never believed in religion. I didn't grow up religious, but I, and I'm not so atheist that I think that there's just nothing. I just don't know what it is. So I don't think right. about it. <laughs> I think that's perfectly fine yeah. because I mean, I work with this as, as a life practice, as a career. I still don't have all the answers. I'm mm. never going to have all the answers. I'm not trying to have all the answers. Right. Going back to, you know, the main differences between like real spirituality and real psychic stuff and stuff that you see on TV, it's that. It's 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 that we don't realize that us thinking about a friend and them texting us, that is a psychic response, you know? Mm-hmm. So when you really get into this, the real world version of psychic is way more subtle and you know when I teach this to people that's like the number one thing that I hear is I was expecting so much more like I'm not having the aha moment that I expected and to me it's because you're working with this shit already you just don't know that you're working with this shit you're just not you're just not looking for the you're not yeah it's there you just need to be aware of it totally um by the way talking of um I know you mentioned you know the, the purple flowers coming to you did you ever watch the Jackie Collins documentary? No. Oh my gosh. Jackie Collins, the romance novelist. Of course. Oh my God. That documentary is, has a lot going on. The opening scene is her sister, Joan, and she's being interviewed and there's a fly flying around her. And she's like, that's Jackie. That's Jackie right there. And they're like, what? She's like, Jackie keeps on visiting me as a fly. And I just love the idea of Joan Collins just referring to her sister as a fly. Well, there's also someone on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills at the moment who has had a loved one, loved one pass. And she chose a bird as the thing. And so literally, it's like every scene, she's like, there she is again. There she is again. It's like, oh, okay. I think... <laughs> I think a bird might be a little too easy easy of a yeah. sign but whatever you need to, yeah. to get yourself there see if it oh. were me i'd say like pick a cardinal yes or pick a robin a or pick something bird. specific yeah. exactly speaking of the real housewives are you familiar with the real housewives of beverly hills just of in course general? i am are you going to ask me about the famous dinner i i need to just know how how damaging that that dinner was at for people who work in the, the that is field. something that I think that, oh God, oh God, oh my God. <laughs> then just to give you a, a yes, real quick please. bit of context, yes, in, in season one of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, they have what they call the dinner party from hell. Camille Grammer hosts it. She has her friend come along, Alison Dubois, who is the psychic that is the inspiration for the TV show Medium. And she gets real drunk on these giant margaritas and smokes an e-cigarette, like an old school e-cigarette that had the glowing orange bit at the end. Lovely. And basically gets way too drunk and then tells everyone at the dinner that she knows how they're going to die. <gasps> she starts all these fights with people. I mean, just from my perspective, it was like 95% just her being really wasted and a bad person. And then mm-hmm. she just used a tiny bit of intuition to like freak people out. I agree. <laughs> I like love the specifically like the first two seasons yes. of Your House of Beverly Hills. Perfection. So I've seen this a lot. Um, no, I'm, I am so angry by that yeah. for so many reasons because... And I like that you said when you talked about how we did our session that it was a positive session. Like, to me, that's Mm. really fucking important. Ethics behind this is really fucking important because I'm my intention is to help someone in their life. Right. So the way I go to go about doing that, I take very seriously and there are a lot of depictions of psychics. And like I said, you know, we all have intuition. Is Alison Dubois a real psychic? I'm sure that she is. But just because you have this gift does not mean you have the moral code or the yeah, ethics right, to back it up. Right. And that's something that really frustrates me. And again, I'm so passionate about the ethics because 
I have heard so many horror stories from clients who come to me who are like, I'm afraid to be here because I've had a psychic yeah. tell me when I'm going to die. And first of all, I think that's bullshit. Yeah. Because anytime I do future telling with someone, I always say, take it with a grain of salt. We live in an infinite universe, which means that you could wake up tomorrow and change the timeline of everything. Right. So especially timing like that. That's not necessarily yeah. accurate. I think a lot of psychics use that as fear tactics. A lot of not famous psychics use those fear tactics right. because it keeps you in the door. Give yeah. me your money and we'll solve this problem. And right. I just, oh, it like boils but, my blood. But that's interesting you say that about infinite time because when I had my, my positive session with you, um, <laughs> I, uh, you, I mean, you very clearly said, oh, you've got stuff coming your way this week give me a, you know message me on saturday to tell me what happens like that's very boom you know it is you can't, it's hard to come back from that yeah it is i mean i didn't say friday you know i no. could <laughs> i couldn't hone in i would not be i i wouldn't be able to accurately give you a this is happening on friday yeah i wouldn't have been surprised if some of that information came on like monday the next week as opposed to friday you know what i mean mm -hmm. so even when i give someone timing i really don't like to use absolutes i say within the next week within the next month within the next few months because again this shit can change anytime this can change so and timing is a question that I get asked a lot for people, especially mm. when it comes to love and career. And to me, oh, we'll, get, we'll get into both uh -huh. those topics. Pretty much my questions for you for reading. From <laughs> okay, the, those we can two do things. that. <laughs> but to me, it's like, you know, yeah. if, if you want it to happen soon, well, then don't worry about the timing. Worry about getting the shit done that right. you need to get done so you're ready for it, you know, mm -hmm. because ultimately, again, going back to quantum physics, we're all energy here. So if I'm wanting to bring something into my life, just energetically, if I'm moving my body in a way that that releases an energetic response of I want this thing in my life, then energetically I am attracting a frequency that aligns with that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I don't know. That's that's kind of my explanation. It's, it's interesting because, I mean, the purple flower stuff, I'm like 100% yes. As soon as, as soon as you say the phrase quantum physics, I'm like, oh, struggle with the oh, phrase no, quantum physics. It's a I'm, on the the, I'm, on the, I'm on the flip side of that. Interesting. Yeah. See, yeah. some people are yeah. either or. I have a passion for bridging both because yeah. I think science is already starting to to be able to explain this, I really feel that in a hundred years, science will be explaining things that shamans have been talking about for right. 2000 years. Well, that's, that's how history has been working this whole time anyway. Isn't yeah. It? It's like, yeah, no, yep. you, that speaks to me. I like that. Now we touched on it briefly before we started, but you're in LA this week. Mm -hmm. You used to live here. Our podcast very much bridges the gap between the US and the UK. What does it? It does. Very much does. Really successfully. Really successfully. Succinctly in an organized way. Yeah. Actually, this podcast is science, I have to yeah. say. Yeah, our Pro energy flow is quite janky. <laughs> so what, how do you feel about LA? And what, what um, I was saying to you that I think LA's of all the places very open to this world yes mm -hmm. compared in particular spiritually open-minded exactly whereas yeah. i think the uk is very close to it so how do you feel about la and how do you feel about that take yeah i agree with you i mean i am living in connecticut right now which is where i was born and raised and that's one of the reasons i moved to la was i have a friend who had moved out here a year before and i had just gotten into this and again i was working at a at a catholic church as a choir director and I was like, this is this is this is what I need to be doing. Where can I go that this will be accepted? And LA was the first place I thought of. So, and I had no trouble here. You know, I mean, I worked at a Trader Joe's, and I <laughs> was working at Trader Joe's and talking to customers about how I'm a medium, and it like was not a big deal. You couldn't do that on the East Coast. Yeah. You couldn't do that in the UK. You can, yeah, you couldn't be in no. you couldn't be in like Tesco and try to talk to someone about being a medium they would you would get the most cold shutdown you've ever got in your like, life in the uk yeah. all right okay um okay great oh um, uh, yeah uh, okay, well, yeah you uh, get really like wishy-washy <laughs> nothing response then they would never speak to you again yeah trader joe's makes perfect sense for that yeah since you've been back this week what are the things in la that you're like whether it's like something you have to eat when you're back, you're something you have to do. Oh yeah, do. what are your LA? Like, what are your LA things? <laughs> Korean barbecue, because okay. I lived in Koreatown, oh, and that oh, was like, like that. One. oh my gosh, and and you know, and I live in suburbia. I'm like 
two hours north of New York, two hours south of Boston, two hours west of Providence. So I'm in like suburbia around a lot of these big cities. I can't get Korean barbecue anywhere. Boba, I can't get boba anywhere. Mm-hmm. I gotta do some boba. <laughs> is it sushi, just... the sushi out here right. is the best. I was gonna say a sushi. And the Mexican food. The only thing y'all do don't do out here is Italian food. I right. Can't oh, we know. The Italian yeah. food. I agree. We know. <laughs> Italian food, yeah. French food, Indian food. Yeah. But the curry here is not. Although I'm picturing yeah. East Coast is just Italian restaurants and Dunkin' Donuts, as far as the eye can see. You are one hundred percent right. It's Italian restaurants, it's Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. It doesn't sound bad. Yeah, I love Dunkin'. It's pretty good to me. <laughs> okay molly we have you here in the you're welcome america studio we've got to ask some specific questions mm-hmm. for you see what your intuition says see how you're feeling about them i mean first of all how you know you're welcome america studio aka my house how does the space feel to you what are you picking up in it what what's the vibe hit me Uh, Well, the second I walked in, it feels like a good space. It feels really open. It feels like it's been well cared for. Um, I like to feel into spaces because you can kind of feel like whether they're happy or not, you know, and this space feels happy. And I think it's because it knows that it has someone living in it who wants to take care of it. Mm -hmm. I'm not necessarily feeling any like ghosts or anything it doesn't feel like this space is haunted to me you may have loved ones who hang around with you here but it doesn't feel to me like there's anything attached to this house it feels like this house likes that you're here nice i I mean i like that i'm here actually and speaking of uh dead loved ones when we had our session i referenced my mom and you're like well, I mean, she's with us now. So if you want to ask her a question. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh. But then what was hilarious is my mum wasn't very chatty. Yeah. Like, didn't have much to say. <laughs> my mum has probably had her arms like folded, kind of rolling her eyes tapping, at me. Tapping her foot. <laughs> yeah, just Come like, on, get on with it. <laughs> that is something that happens that it, it makes me laugh every time. But, you know, when we get over there, when we pass, we're still ourselves. Right. So we keep our personality, totally. you know. So yeah. if people are super chatty Cathy's, well, then they come in right away. <laughs> Likewise, if people... People were really religious or like were really freaked out about the psychic stuff. Sometimes they don't want to talk to me. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, all right, that's fine. Interesting. Yeah. Do you ever have moments where say you're in Trader Joe's or wherever you are, and then you have a very strong feeling or thought about someone near you and you have to tell them? Do you have that kind of thing? Um in the beginning I did when I was practicing, I well, I would tell friends. I wouldn't just walk up to a stranger because, right. again, that's kind of my code of ethics. I don't think, you know, yeah, you need to have someone's permission. Yeah. Yep. Just like even if I'm doing a love reading for someone and they're asking about a specific person, I'm not going to look into that person's energy for you because I don't have their permission, you know? Oh, that's that's Yeah. Yeah. Good that's, boundaries. Yeah, that's really good just, boundaries. I'm, I'm a big believer in boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I... When I was first practicing this, I would try and stay open just to practice. So, yeah, I would mm. like if I wanted to go into a supermarket, I could I could feel stuff. Yeah. To me, it's kind of like reading someone's diary. So it's like I don't really want to do that. And if you are, you know, in this world a lot, if you stay too open, it's really exhausting. Like the first mm. year that I was getting into this, I had migraines weekly because I was too open and I was feeling too much. And so a big part of my practice is closing down so right. I can go into public and not be like right. I'm fucking straddling a spaceship. <laughs> so, okay, well, talking of consent yep. and everything, I mean, my diary is open for you. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm, Fraser, how would you describe my look right now? <laughs> it's a tie-dye caftan. It's a tie-dye caftan. <laughs> so, um, and I'm a jockstrap underneath. I mean, you're going to bridge all worlds. We love that. <laughs> cover all bases. So, um... What is there anything that you feel like you should be telling me or anything that's coming from me that you need to uh, let's see? Let me tune into your energy. So I don't have cards with me today and I kind of intended because I feel like pulling cards on a podcast isn't fun because the listeners can't see the cards. <laughs> <Fair enough. laughs> um, but I am going to tune into your energy field. And so when I say I'm tuning into your energy field, what I see is like a bubble around a person. So I like to just look at that bubble first And I like to look for gray area or dull spots or anything that feels weird within that bubble. Hmm. And then I kind of dig a little deeper. Um, Okay, so I'm going to look at your bubble for a second. 
And so it's interesting because I do a lot of this in my mind. For me, it's a lot of stuff in the mind's eye. So when I'm looking at your bubble, it looks really clear. I'm seeing some kind of fog around your head, you know, which makes sense. Like you do, you're busy. You've got a lot going on in your mind. That to me just says, all right, there's mental fog. That also to me says, I think there is... Just be careful of over worrying right now because mm. when we are overthinking, like uh, our life force is a little, our energy is getting stuck up here and it's not flowing evenly in our body. And so oftentimes when we're overthinking, we're pulling all of our energy up from our body into our heads and it sits there and that can sometimes make us feel ungrounded. That can make us feel exhausted mentally. I'm not super concerned about you. It doesn't feel like you're like in a really bad place where you're overthinking to the point that you're, you know, ignoring your body, but I'm feeling mental fog around you and they're bringing it back to your body. And what I'm just hearing is in the moments that you're overthinking, I think it serves you to just get up and move your body as opposed to trying to solve the problem right now. Okay. Because for you, it's like, you've got to bring that energy back down a little bit. So then you are really able to come at any problem with clarity. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think with that fog at the moment, it's definitely to do with work and how much work I'm getting and what I'm doing next and finances all being thrown in there as well. Those are my, mm-hmm. that's my fog at the moment. Yeah, okay. So then they just brought me down to your root chakra and that makes sense, especially if you're having like finance stuff. A root chakra is where we it's where we plant into the world around us. So it's kind of the area of our body. And the root chakra is the base of your tailbone. It's the area of your body where you hold your relationship to responsibility, work, finances, stuff in the outer world. So if you are feeling worried about work right now, then definitely be moving your body. But give your hips and your tailbone some attention because you need to make your root chakra feel a little more stable. Okay. Wear the color red eat red food i hate the color red oh okay but that's but why were that's color interesting red? well if you have an aversion to the color red that could be a sign that you really need to like do some root chakra work it, but it's just it's just on me i don't I oh don't okay then don't the wear it red. then don't wear it then eat strawberries or eat okay. root vegetables right now um and and i think anytime we're you know we're doing chakra work yes color therapy is a big part of it but it's also like well that's your center of feeling safe and stable in the world around you so you just have to address those thoughts that don't feel safe and stable in the world around you mm-hmm. you know nip it in the bud okay i'm not you know i'm not worried about your work though have you been getting like synchronicities i'm seeing animals i don't know if you're seeing a lot of specific animals that could just be a sign for synchronicities but like have you been getting messages have you been feeling things lately? Have you been seeing specific numbers? Because I feel like I feel like your people on the other side are just trying to like remind you that this is all going to be okay. Okay. So if you're not noticing them, notice them. You know, pay attention because I think you are getting numbers. I think you are getting like, you know, gusts of winds weirdly that's a huge sign from spirit if you're thinking if you're thinking about something specific and then all of a sudden the wind picks up (laughs) truly sometimes Uh it's like a validation that what you were just thinking about means something okay um specific songs put your phone on shuffle and notice the the song that comes first but i play that game a lot okay (laughs) (laughs) they're not worried well that's nice it's nice to know that those on the other side aren't worried. I mean, Egyptian grandma's definitely not one of those people. She's, you know, she's probably doing spells or something. In a, spells in a bad way. Oh, not good spells. She's hexing you from the beyond. She's hexing you from, yeah. She's like throwing, For sure. yeah, throwing her whiskey soda at my head or something. Um, Fraser, do you want to ask, I feel like, I mean, yeah, I'm, no, I'm very I, much in this world. No, I, I think I, I, I enjoyed seeing seeing that so I can kind of, calibrate i guess my question is very general but my question is about love life and that's what i'd like to just kind of are you seeing anyone right now no okay the first thing that that they had me pull towards is your heart chakra and like you're very empathic you're you are an empathic person meaning that 
especially when you are relating to someone romantically or platonically, it feels like you're very tuned into their feelings. It's very easy for you to read how your loved ones are doing and feeling. And I think it's because you actively are feeling it with them in that moment. Mm -hmm. Did you have a relationship where that was abused a little bit? Yes. (laughs) Because the reason I say that is I think they're bringing, they're bringing my attention there first, just to say that, you are very tender hearted mm-hmm. and it just makes me feel like there was a past experience where that may have been taken advantage of. And I think in this moment in time, there's still some healing to do around that before someone else comes in. Truly, truly. I think the best thing you can do for yourself right now is to just constantly think about what way do I want to be treated? You know, what are my, I think it's, sometimes in relationships I'm also like a big sex ed person Mm -hmm. and so in sex ed we talk about like the red light yellow light green light and you can do this in in any sort of relationship what are my green lights in relationship what are things that I absolutely need what are things that maybe I want but I'm willing to compromise and what are things within relationship that I just will not tolerate okay how do you feel about that Fraser no that's um yeah I I don't want to say their name but that's ringing some bells (laughs) So like when I do readings, you know, and I think this is why I'm a little, I I hope that I'm different from some like kind of mainstream readers Mm -hmm. because, you know, I'm not here to tell you when the next partner is coming into your life. I don't know that. I could give you a guesstimate, but I don't know that. To me, I'm here to tell you where the blockages are, if anything, and what you can do to make sure that you're ready for that. You know what I mean? I prefer, I respond better to that than it it feeling like a an arbitrary thing plucked out of the air, which I'm not saying it would be arbitrary, but that's what my mind would make it into, you know? Mm -hmm. I'm not feeling anything major, like that's concerning me for either one of you. That's good. I am kind of feeling this thing that I'm feeling for a lot of people. Winter in general feels like it may be tough for some people. Uh And and I don't know what the hell's coming up, but I've been feeling this for everyone I'm doing readings for. And They just kind of put me into December. Not that it's going to be like, I keep feeling like the world may be going through something. So we have to just be really tender with ourselves. Okay. It's not, it doesn't feel like life is going to throw a big curveball at you. But especially in December, there's like, slow down if you need to slow down. You know, if you need to change your pace up, if you need to change some things up, read yourself don't expect yourself to catch up with like what you're supposed to be doing in the outer world is anyone going to vegas soon but possibly <laughs> okay vegas just popped into my head <laughs> okay so we, if we did have a tentative plan to go in november and there is also a potential bigger work thing for me in vegas Gotcha. That is connected to what I was talking about before. Okay. Potentially. Well, this Vegas is coming in as a fun trip as opposed to a work oh, trip. Okay. Um, but go. Go. Okay. Go to Vegas. <laughs> yeah. Listen, we've been we would we were tentative about it. We haven't solidified those plans, but now we will. <laughs> yeah. And and again, it just you know it's like. <laughs> like, I think you just need that. It just feels like this is a fun trip that you guys are supposed to take. That's, um, that's not coming out of left field. <laughs> and can we ask some pop culture questions? Of course. Okay. Now, interestingly enough, we, Fraser and I both wrote down some questions here, and they're very similar. <laughs> so one of those questions is, will Victoria ever perform with the Spice Girls again? Oh, my God. Okay, you're going to ask me those questions. <laughs> yeah. We're going to do this. So are, are a lot of them yes and no questions? Yes. Okay. Is, that, is that hard for you? No. No, we're going to use a fun technique, though. Okay. Ooh. We're gonna use oh. a pendulum. Okay, oh. so this is a necklace. So this Molly's a just taking Molly's just taking her necklace off, <laughs> and what what's that jewel on the end? What is this? This is like a I don't know. It's a druzy agate something. It's a cute little crystal. It's lovely. Okay. So this is a technique. This is called pendulum work. That they make actual pendulums. You can use anything. Just a weight on a chain, which is why I'm using a necklace, and you can ask it yes and no questions. <gasps> So we're going to ask the pendulum, show me yes. We always ask it to show you yes and no first. So see how it's spinning in that direction? And you want to make sure that your arm is as still as possible. Okay, so that's the yes. Mm -hmm. Show me no. Show me no, show me no, show me no. 
and it'll change directions yeah. on us. Ooh. So yes is anti-clockwise and no is clockwise. And then we'll do show me maybe. Maybe is just like back and forth like a clock, like a grandfather clock. Okay. Oh my god. All right, so is will Victoria? I, I I just no. I mean that's the answer that I'm getting, but we'll ask the pendulum. Will, <laughs> will Victoria ever perform with the Spice Girls again? Will Victoria ever perform with the Spice Girls again? Well, it's giving us a maybe. It is giving a maybe. Wow, maybe she's thinking about it. <laughs> Fraser, do you want to ask one? Um, I'm going to take, I'm going to steal that one that I saw you wrote down. This is very UK specific, but will our favorite, a different UK girl band, Girls Allowed, that's Girls Girls Allowed, will they ever perform again? Will Girls Allowed ever perform again? Mm. Oh. Oh. Wait. Oh. That looks like a no. Oh. No, but no, that's clockwise. Clockwise was no, counterclockwise was yes. Oh, damn. Oh. So I have heard of that band only because, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Now we'll get into it. Molly, what's your take on Girls Love? What do you know? I've never heard a song. I... I love British comedy. Like I love the IT crowd. I love oh, yeah. um, keeping up appearances, which is oh, my, my uh, favorite comedy of all time. Hyacinth oh. Bouquet. Oh, Hyacinth. The Bouquet <laughs> Residence. <laughs> I love Hyacinth. And um, I also love the Big Fat Quiz Show. Oh, I've seen Big Fat, Big quiz, fat of quiz of the, of the year. year. Oh my yeah. gosh. But the, also like Big Fat Quiz of Everything. Yep. I've seen all of them multiple times. Interesting. So I know weird British pop culture and I know it totally out of context right. only from the Big Fat Quiz. <laughs> oh. Will Avatar 2, The Way of Water, be any good? No. <laughs> oh. Mo- Molly didn't even pick up the pen. To, wow. Like, there was no spinning for the pen. It was just. Oh, I'll ask the pendulum. Okay. That could be. I just. Oh, gosh. I'm just. I think all sequels nowadays suck, especially okay. yeah. when the original has been like a while away. So that was that could have just been human Molly, not yeah. psychic Molly. Let's <laughs> ask. Will Avatar 2 be any good? Maybe I think that's a maybe. I think that's a maybe. Mm. Yeah, I, I think that's saying it's going to be subject to the viewer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't believe you skipped ahead to our avatar segment, which we normally do at the end of oh, the show. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, oh well, actually, I've got just a general question that's mm-hmm. very near future. Today is the birthday of uh, someone that we do refer to as our podcast nemesis. In a beloved way. Yeah, he's our close friend. He's our close friend <laughs> and also nemesis. You know how that works. Mm-hmm. So tonight we are going out for his birthday. Is there anything that you just see or feel involving that person and tonight and everyone who's going? Basically, I'm just looking for, for dirt on our friendship yeah, group. that we can, yeah. we can use tonight at yeah. dinner. Yeah. I know you've got your moral code of ethics, yes. but we'll, we'll both be there. So, Let's I mean, see. we're open books. Well, I mean, it's cliche, but I'm seeing a lot of drinking. I'm seeing a lot of drinking. I'm seeing a lot of partying. They're showing. (laughs) This is like the funniest image that I'm seeing. They're showing me a girl in heels and she's a little tipsy and she fell over. I don't even know who that is. (laughs) Interesting. Maybe Michael might wear heels. Oh, sorry. I didn't say his name. Oh. That is a thing, though. Sometimes I see, you know, sometimes they show me a specific gender and, you know, like I'm a person that believes that there's more than one gender. Mm -hmm. So when I see any gender like that, um, to me, it's more showing their energy. Mm -hmm. So that could be a male with strong feminine energy. Uh (laughs) But that is a few of our cries. Feminine energy. Someone's wearing heels. Someone's a little too tipsy. And it's like going over a curb or something like they miss a step and they're going. This is future Fraser uh, reporting from post birthday party. I can confirm that the person that did fall over, it was me. I tripped over a cobblestone and I didn't tell anyone because I was really embarrassed. But Molly got it right. It was me. My feminine energy. Actually, it's interesting you, you mentioned feminine energy because I know when we talked last, you brought up my past life. A, a very freewheeling, loving Italian woman in the 20th century, <laughs> which I mean, I'm all about. I love. <laughs> Do you, how, like, 
how does the past life thing work for you and how do you pick up on that you know it's it's the same as what we did it's just tuning into your energy field only with the intention of seeing past lives like for me again because this is all energy when we leave this lifetime and this is where i'm not trying to tell you how to believe you can believe whatever you want in my belief system when we leave our physical body we just we're still energy we're still electrical impulses and we go somewhere and sometimes we come back to this planet or to other planets you know life just continues just in other ways yeah i believe that a lot of us have had past lives here and i think one of the easiest ways to start understanding maybe a lifetime that you lived is what were you weirdly drawn to as a kid because when we're little teeny tiny even kind of going back to what you were saying about really getting the heebie-jeebies when you even thought about scary stuff you know a lot of children experience that because i believe that children we don't have the ego we don't have the adult world telling us this is bullshit. we're open so we are very intuitively open so we do you know that was my experience i was really scared of the dark at night and i used to think that i could like feel something in my room with me but again i didn't understand that so when we're children we have a lot of those experiences we see shit. and when we're children because we're so open, we subconsciously a lot of the times remember past lives. So if you were drawn to like, for me, I was a 70s kid. I came out of the womb loving like late 60s, early 70s music. I, the Monkees was my favorite TV show when I was little and that hadn't been on the air for 50 years. And now that I have gotten into this, my last lifetime, I died in 1973. So that was me remembering another experience. Who were you? Do you know? No, I was, oh gosh, it was like, I was very young. I was in the music world, which is also, I came back as a musician in this lifetime, trying to be a producer and was kind of, you know, in the world, like in, I was living in Chelsea, New York at the, in like the late sixties. So I was in the hub, um, very insecure and just like horribly afraid of life so turned to drugs and accidentally (gasps) overdosed when i was 23. what and then they just sent me right back and and a lot of my lifetime is like getting over my inner self-saboteur which totally got me in that lifetime and so it's like they sent me back I died in 1973. I was born in this lifetime in 1993. They were like, "You're just, you're gonna be on the East Coast again. You're gonna like music again. You're gonna, you're gonna have to do this. You gotta like, <laughs> do past life for me. <laughs> do me past life for me. Tell me. Ben's had his. Ben's an old. Ben's an old Italian broad, of course. But what I just want to say about that, what I liked oh. about no, no, but what I liked about that is often when you hear people talk about past lives, like, oh, I was Mary Queen of Scots, I was this, I was that. Mine, I, I was just like this, this woman wearing a flowy skirt in Italy in like yeah. some village. Yeah, it's pretty good. Like, just it's you know, yeah. it's normal. It's normal. So. I'm sure you've had the crazy lifetimes too. Yeah. So sometimes when I when I first tune into someone, it's like I'm, it's like I I get an image of like flipping pages in a book. And I'm getting a lot of flipping pages, which just tells me, yeah, I think you're an old soul. I think you've been here before, which doesn't surprise me because you're so empathic. You know, it's like you have this very subtle emotional wisdom to you that I think people learn the more that they're on this planet. So they're bringing me to Australia. So so when I get information, it starts in bits and pieces, and then mm-hmm. we go from there. So I just kind of saw the globe, and then I saw Australia. So it's like in my mind's eye, I'm zooming into Australia. And then I try and reach for a time period. This doesn't feel new to me. This feels like we could be talking about the late 1700s, early 1800s. Yeah, okay, so I guess this would make sense because now I'm seeing a boat traveling from Europe to Australia, so I think you were probably born in Europe. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's the convict boat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm not feeling... Definitely male in this lifetime. I, I, yeah, I think you were a convict. I think they sent you to Australia. But, 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 like, I don't think it was... I don't think you did anything serious, right. you know? I think it was something really silly, and I'm just getting this feeling of... I didn't want to be here anyways, so I'm just going to like, it feels like once you landed in Australia, then I'm seeing like a home and like a life and you got there in a weird way, but I think you had a very fulfilling life that just came to you in a really weird way. 
it was like stealing something. It was like something really stupid, like stealing something from a, from a shop. It was not that big of a deal. Because you were a good person. Like, I'm not seeing, you know, I, I don't think you were an asshole. I think you were, I think you were someone who didn't feel like you fit into where you grew up, which it feels to me is like, you know, why you just didn't really care about the rules as much when you were there. Cause this just didn't feel like your place. And then it's like, when you got to Australia, how does that feel? Like, does it, does it feel right? Does it feel weird? Does it feel nothing at all? Do you have any response to that? I mean, it's hard not to relate it to moving here, I guess. Mm -hmm. So I guess maybe that's, yeah, that's what I'm responding to is mm -hmm. the, the moving away from things that were fine, but not completely what I wanted to making my own life that does make a lot of sense mm -hmm. for sure you do do a very good australian accent <laughs> so that is true yes this is what i learned in my past <laughs> life everyone learned that on the boat yes. on the way over yeah picked this up a few years living in australia <laughs> after a doing a little bit of a little bit of petty theft over in <laughs> europe <laughs> convict but happy yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> the wife and kids Popping into town for work. Well, I'm, I'm very excited about your past. Yeah, it's really interesting. That's lovely. Yeah. Molly, we appreciate you massively coming on the show. If yes. our listeners want to get in touch with you, if they want to book a reading, how does it work? So I'm, I'm bearing in mind our listeners are all over the world. Yeah. Some might be in Australia. Yeah. I have clients in Australia. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so My people. There you go. Um, yeah, you can, if you have Instagram, you can follow me at Molly the Medium. And my website is mollythemedium.com. You can book sessions with me right there. You can get to know me more. I'm a little addicted to the gram. So that's kind of the best way to get to know me and stay in touch with me. I post updates. So, you know, every once in a while I teach it an online workshop or something. So I always post that to my Instagram. <laughs> no, I guess that's it. Yeah. We'll, website, Instagram. We'll put all your all your links in the episode notes as well. Absolutely. Cool. Before you go, is there any any final thoughts yeah. or feelings while you're with us? Any messages, places, numbers, things you want to just relay to us mm. while we have you here in the Your Welcome America studio? Just, I don't know, I guess... I always like to end with, anytime I do a podcast, I like to just end reminding everyone, especially the listeners, to trust your gut. Mm -hmm. You know, going back to so much of what we talked about, to me, you came into this planet with intuition. Whether you want to work with it like I do or not, it's a part of you. You have those gut feelings. You know, your heart knows when something's right and something's not right. And I think, unfortunately, we live in a world that doesn't value that. And the societies and the structures that we live in really kind of teach us that that's not the right thing, that we're supposed to go against our gut. And I think that's changing right now. And the best thing we can do for ourselves is to trust your damn gut. It may not make logical sense in the moment, but I promise you, if you trust it, you will understand why you were feeling that feeling. You right. just have to, you would save so much time in life, so much time, so much energy if you just listened to your damn self. And that's the core of my work. That's right. all I want to get people to do is to listen to themselves. Nice. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Molly the Medium. Thank you for having me. This was a blast. <laughs> And we're back. And as ever, we're really following closely with the release of Avatar 2, The Way of Water. Why are we doing it? I've kind of lost sight of it, but it's something that we are really addicted to talking about. It's coming out in how many days, months? We don't fully know. We still don't know, but we do know that Avatar 1 is coming out in the movie theaters again, or cinemas up here in the UK. And we have to go and watch it soon, which I'm dreading, because I told you when I watched some clips and tried to remember the movie, it is a pile of shit. Well, it's just Fern Gully. It's Fern Gully. Which is a great movie. So just... um. <laughs> Sorry, just to, we'll just go into our regular segment. What's it called? The Navview. The Navview. The Navview. Okay. This is sad. Very sad. Uh, just the latest bit of news, uh, which is really this: the Navview so far has just been James Cameron being super defensive in articles. This one, quite the same. In Variety today, it says James Cameron says you're wrong about 3D. It's not really dead just yet. Oh, so what? just continuing our campaign of James Cameron being super defensive about this film. <laughs> Every headline is him being like, how dare you? This is going to be wonderful. And I thought just while we still have Molly with us, just uh, to confirm James Cameron, if you're listening, which we know you are, we've had it confirmed from the other side that it's going to be bad. Yeah. 
sorry, Mo- Molly, you know, she said, no, way of water, no way. No basically. way. Any thoughts or feelings on Jimmy Cameron? Who's Jimmy? Oh, James, James Cameron. Cameron. Yeah, on the podcast, we, we know him so well. We yeah. refer to him as Jimmy Jimmy, C. Or Jim, Jimmy you Jimmy know, C. Jimmy. Um, you know, I don't know. Speaking as a consumer, I'm not a James Cameron fan. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I just, I think it's a lot of drama for not a lot of reason mm. sorry james mm. sorry jim well as i said you know we could just go watch watch fern gully anyway it's yeah. only I out there never put that together but yes yeah. and yeah like i didn't really like the first avatar no. sorry but now we but now we've got another one to add to it which is we can say if you want to enjoy avatar go and watch fern gully then go and watch Waterworld. oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> we do have that alt list yeah. that we're building <laughs> So actually, when we do eventually review Avatar 2, we should probably also watch Waterworld and talk about that too. Oh Got a lot know, on our plates coming up. This is what we should be investing our energy in. Fern Gully 2. Like, I think that needs to happen Where's Waterworld 2? Yeah! No. Fern Gully, the last rainforest. I think the problem is they genuinely chopped down all the rainforest. We actually can't make yeah. another Fern Gully. But like, it was a cartoon. It was a cartoon, but... You could just draw another Those prequels. animators are going to be like, I I've got no reference point. Make it a, we'll make it a prequel. A prequel. A prequel. The Waterworld prequel. How did the water? How did the world get covered in water? Wow. Okay, fine. Let's. Yep. The three of us are going to work on this. Okay. This is yep. going to be something that we're going to do. We're going to blow Jimmy out of the water. Yeah. <laughs> fuck <laughs> you, fuck you, Jimmy Cameron. Molly's the fern, the fern Gully Water World prequels are going to fuck Avatar right off the face of the planet. Okay, just, that feels like a good time to stop. It is just you know from three executive producers of yeah. Water World the prequel and Fern Gully the you know the the first Gully whatever yeah. we're going to call it. Thank you so much for listening, and Molly. Thank you so much yes, for coming on the podcast. All show notes you can see where to go and. Uh, uh, get in touch with Molly if you want to do a yes. reading. And get in touch with us for feedback. Yes, rate and review us, please, on Apple Podcasts. Just do it. Yeah. Just rate and review us. And as ever, thank you and you're welcome. You're welcome. You are right up May Street. Oh, you can't make me choose. I go by Toyota. Sponsors T4. Fuck me, Lee Ryan's 13. I remember we couldn't remember the word for table.